Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah, I buzzed. I'm going yeah. to be size actually. It's like yeah. Ready to be reborn. That's right. This. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm all right. I'm alive, you know. You know, finishing up this Psychos in Love pre-show. Okay. I mean, I've seen the other fucked up thing you're showing, so I don't need to... Well, that one's beautiful. That's different. You would agree if you watched it again, because I bet you haven't seen it in a long time. Well, (laughs) I'm busy, okay? Sure, sure. I'm busy trying trying to pull ourselves back out of the fucking muck here. Yeah. All right, well, should we start there? Why not? That's a great pl- that's okay. a great place to start. Here's uh Do you want me to lead into it since No, oh, it's all right. You okay. got it. Okay, sure. But it's a, a good uh, exercise. Um those of you that are still listening. <laughs> and whoever's left. Yeah, whoever's left. Um I guess first I'll just say um we hope that the sweet human whose movies I do like, Squish, <laughs> um, who was apparently a fan of our show, which we didn't know, and that's nice. So thanks for being a fan while you were. But we hope you come back, and I'm sorry I made you sad. <laughs> I, really, I really didn't mean to. Um, I'm a person I absolutely hate uh, losing control of my emotions. And what I say, I really do. There's not much that upsets me more. Um, But as those of you who've been listening since the beginning, so two people, I imagine, but you know what we said in the first episode and from day one, the goal of this show was, and that was uh, to be a release valve. Yes, for us, but also for... uh, people like us who feel you know pretty crushed by the weight of the absurdity of existing um and sometimes i think when you uh when you fuck with release valves um you know it can be a delicate thing and sometimes uh you accidentally whether you leaned on it too hard or you know you had you had something slick on your fingers or whatever it may be. Sometimes you let out a little bit more steam than you meant to. That's a weird way to put that, but I see what you're saying. Go ahead. Yeah. Sometimes you let out more steam than you meant to on that, on that uh, release valve. And that's what I did. So, you know, um, yeah, I was, I was fired up and I was sad and I, I, as they say, I popped off about it, and you know, yeah. You can you can read what he said, by the way. Um, yeah, the, you can listen the, to it. The full direct quote of everything that I said well, in listen. an article, which is we don't need to do any of that. That's fine, but no, um, <laughs> just you know, all all I'll say is, uh, we all who who amongst us hasn't gone off before and maybe said a little too much in a way that they don't love in retrospect because they were fired up and sad. I think everyone has. And I did. I just uh, chose to do it while the record button was on. And honestly, I didn't think anyone listened to this. So come to find out some people do. So thank you for listening. And I 
if you still do, welcome back. <laughs> and now's the moment we say, gotcha. We were joking. We just were trying <laughs> to test to see how many people listen. So now that we're, uh, we've been mentioned in the Chicago Reader now for the second time, I must say. We're on a roll. The second year. time? What's the first time? We got mentioned for highs and lows screenings. As oh, yeah. The positive year. one. I yeah, thought the positive I, one. For a second, I was like, wait, was there another bad one? You just didn't tell me about it. <laughs> if there was, I, I wouldn't. I have i don't know anymore. This, the Sun-Times also wrote on this. Uh, they they might have used a little more, um, how do I say, journalistic integrity. But, um, <laughs> hey, that's okay. You know, there's... It, Listen, who would have thought that it would be Will getting us in trouble? Yeah. People who know me. That's who. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. But listen. I've been good I, for so long. It had to happen. It's okay, folks. I put him back in the gimp suit. He is in the coffin where he sleeps. There you go. He's unzipped the zipper for his mouth today so he can talk again. <laughs> All I'll say, one, you did pop off. You did. silly motherfucker. I did. Yeah. You popped off, and I could have stopped you, but I didn't. Yeah, However, I mean, you, you edit the episodes. You didn't cut it. <laughs> true. However, I will say that what you said, call me crazy, maybe taking a little out of context. Well, there's it, the you know it's kind of missed some other things you said, which yeah. were a little more uh, nuanced and less uh, less emotionally driven. So, yeah. um, people should listen. You know what? I encourage you listen to our last episode, aptly titled "The Chill Zone." <laughs> <laughs> but the whole thing, just listen to the whole thing, because also anyone who knows, um, you have a we all. Maybe you're that person too. We all have mentally unstable people in my life. In my life, good. In our lives, I am that person in my you life. You are that um, one, yeah. I am that one. But yeah, I'm sweating now. I got to take this off. <laughs> but uh, anyway, if you know, if you have a person in your life who periodically pops off, you know that what happens pretty quickly after they do usually is uh, a come down that usually has more wisdom in it. And the end of that episode is a come down where you can hear me clearly like, uh, yeah, I'm definitely teetering on about to cry at the end of that one. Um, as yeah. I just asked, as I just asked for people to, you know, be open to, to nuance and the messiness of life and all that shit. But anyway, so, you know, give it a, I, I guess, give it a shot, but. And, and listen, if you were a longtime fan and that was just a bridge too far for you, listen, I can't say what it is that makes you not, want to listen to something and that's fine let me just say I'm not upset let's, let's let's just play a hypothetical let's say you claim you're a longtime fan what podcast did you think you were listening to we are we do this we we talk about the things that have taken our greatest joy in life which was the movies and about how whatever whatever word you want to use and whatever you want to say has ruined the experience to some level that's what this is. This is a release valve against that for both of us to just make each other laugh because we both get depressed by this news a lot. And <laughs> every couple minutes. <laughs> every couple minutes. And we did something that, you know, well, it was different. Lot. We did we did something that was 
probably ill-advised and too close to home because we also don't do that normally. Um, And something that it uh, continues to exist outside of what we normally focus on, which is those tentacles that you're talking about. Um, And it got, you know, it got, it got a little messy. So we were finally mentioned in one of our own things we were reading about. Okay. (laughs) um, But we, I haven't learned a lesson, but will has. So I just want you, yeah. I just want you all to know, like, it's a safe space. We are not here to be, no, the, God, no. as, as we've no. now been called the douchebag left, which I think maybe you meant the dirtbag left, but some days I'm a dirtbag, some days I'm a douchebag. I, well, I, I also, in, in regards to that, I, having just popped off in that episode, I understand why that person also needed to pop off. Yeah, yeah. we all got to pop off. High. But again, it's okay. It's all right. We're not mad. That you know, if that that if that filmmaker wants to come on, come on, let's do it. You're, yeah, we'll we'll have a great talk. You're more than welcome. We'll have a great talk, and it'll be interesting. And now that everyone has popped off, it'll be a way better conversation. Because <laughs> <laughs> again, yeah. you let that fucking release valve out, and you sometimes get yourself in trouble. But on the other side of it, things can be better. I feel okay. Well, it's not the worst thing I've ever done in a public. No, format. it is not. Listen to some previous episodes if you want to know what Will got up to behind a quick trip or a Seven Eleven. Oh well, that's fine. <laughs> that's a badge of honor. That's not a. That's not a point of shame. That's actually there. I'm ashamed of ninety percent of the things I've done in my life, but that falls in the rare ten percent. <laughs> it's just when I imagine it. I imagine. Also, how dare you a quick trip, though? 7-Eleven, bitch. I'm loyal. Right. I forget we're not in Kansas anymore. And we're not at a gas station. Because it's different. That's a different vibe if you're doing that kind of shit at a gas station. (laughs) Yeah. Looking the old gas pump up. Anyway. Now that we've we've, uh, reset things. We're listening. Yep. And truly, as always, we've said it before, and it mostly was a joke because, again, we didn't think anyone was listening. But <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. This was mostly a joke. Yeah, and if people are indeed listening and you're upset about something, hit us up. We'll talk to you. We'll engage, always. We're in, we're interested. We're interested in discourse. Yeah, we're not mean. We're very nice. No, I hate, I hate when I'm mean. You've never been mean. I have never seen you mean. It's it's rare, but I think about the mean moments in my life every day. Mm. I've been mean, but like, <laughs> but I'm unstable. So you know, yeah, I'm super. I'm super stable. <laughs> this is the thing. Where this is a prism, you don't even know what's true or false anymore. This is uh, welcome to the gauntlet, everyone. <laughs> Anyway, I'm bored with already talking about that because that was a boring story to get mad about. Um, What's in the news, my dear? Well, let's get us back on track here. We're not done yet. In fact, we're only <laughs> ramping up. Uh, let's get the news theme going, and there it is. Will love it. He loves it. He loves it. He's always into it. It's a great track. Good track. So... It does make me wish I still had access to incredible Indian Man. That's the kind of song that truly, like, it's a joke song, of course, but if you've had enough knowledge, 
you really can groove to anything. True. <laughs> it's like that, you know, when you're like when you've had too much and you walk into a Walgreens and it true it can be can be fucking cold play or rascal flats, whatever, but you're like, mm, damn. <laughs> I once heard the song uh maybe I was on a substance and I heard uh the song, the theme song from Friends. Oh, and it was wow. during the pandemic. Wait, are we about to break up? It, it just like it scared it like it, the whole song made it seem so in, like dark and fucked up okay yeah i was gonna no say i don't i wasn't a fan of the song i'm just uh i was it was <laughs> a eerily like one of those out-of-body experiences like masked up at a fucking like mariano's Ooh. and that's playing and i just yo it was just, yeah and those yeah. like those heavy price tags plus that <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah <laughs> It was, you know, I kept you. I kept thinking of the scene in Richard Jewell when they're all doing the Macarena. You and three other people alive have ever thought about that. <laughs> I'm one of them, so the other two hit us up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway, so the news. What do we got going on here? We have a couple of things. What happened? Fun stuff. Let's see. Ooh, this is kind of fun. Netflix is partnering with uh, the Cinematheque Francaise. Oh, yeah. Uh, For our listeners, uh, Cinematheque Francaise is a beautiful Cinematheque in France. used to be run by the immortal Henri Langlois, who would show films uh, there in the 50s and 60s uh, at a time when these things weren't getting shown a lot. There were other theaters in France that did this, uh, the McMahon and other things, but this was kind of the famous one. If you've yeah. seen uh, Bertolucci's The Dreamers when they're fucking picketing it, that's the Cinematheque Francaise. And uh, one of the like OG as far as what we know as programmers, really. Yeah, and that that scene it, they don't make it super clear in the movie if you don't know what's going on, but what was happening in that time in 68, which predates the actual revolutions going on in May of 68, there was the, uh, the whole brouhaha over the Cinematheque Francaise where de Gaulle's government was trying to force Henri Langlois out. Um, of course, this is where a lot of the new wave filmmakers, Truffaut, Godard, Romain, Rivette, they all cut their teeth at this fucking place. So they were very upset by it. So they, basically took a stance to make sure that Henri Langlois stayed as the head programmer and they could keep his collection. And he basically yeah. hid films from the Nazis during world war two. This guy's like a fucking yeah, pretty sick, pretty sick. So fast forward, <laughs> the cinema tech France, a place where you can go and see like stuff, like literally things from the set of metropolis and shit like that. Like also like one of the most vast and generous film collections ever i've borrowed many a thing from them um we even borrowed we borrowed graduate first from them yeah they're great um but they are now starting a relationship with netflix uh that's right netflix the people behind best movie of last year glass onion (laughs) this is where you kick in the um like the kate out chopped and screwed version of the friends theme song it's funny you mentioned that because when I came home off those drugs and from that Mario's trip, I literally did slow it down. (laughs) 
I'm not joking. I've played it. I will play that's it. That's what I heard as soon as you were telling that story. I was like, I bet that's what you were hearing in your head. <laughs> yeah, you're going to hear it at the very end of this episode. <laughs> so Netflix's complex relationship with the French cinema world took another twist on Monday as the streamer said it was bolstering its support of the Cinematheque Francaise to become a major sponsor of the institution over a three-year period. They've collaborated. This I didn't know. They, they've collaborated with Netflix since uh, 2018, where they sponsored a restoration of Abel Gonce's Napoleon. Netflix paid for that? Yeah, Netflix wow. paid for that. And then they showed Glass Onion at the, in the Henri Langlois auditorium. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm sure there's some old frog still alive who fucking like, remember seeing like um like fritz long's like house by the river or rancher notorious and he was like oh it was a great time <laughs> and he's old now his mistresses are all dying and he's like Fuck. and to see a movie and he's like what is this glass on you it sounds interesting it sounds in- it's like the beat of the song the glass on you Oh, they got the, like, it's crazy because they, I mean, it's, fuck, like my old, you know, one of my old uh, stomping grounds, the American Cinematheque, the Egyptian was also bought by Netflix and is still being revamped as the Netflix theater. Like they took down, they took down the sign, I guess, like the old Egyptian sign. And also for, if y'all don't know, the first Hollywood premiere in history was at that theater. Yeah. That was like the <laughs> that theater is the literally the I mean I now when I lived there I called it the butthole of Hollywood because it certainly is but the history is absolutely unreal um, and yeah wow Netflix got the Cinematheque and got fucking holy shit that's crazy I hate to bring it back to the beginning but this is why we do this. This is why we need the release, my friends. And you need it too. So just try to go with us and you can tune us out if you don't like what we're saying. We're not that smart anyway. No. And we wield zero that's, power. That's, that's important to highlight too, is that I... <laughs> based, <laughs> yeah. upon how, based upon how some folks have spoken about us or the show, there seems to be a perception that we don't agree with um, which is that we think we're um, some some wellspring of, <laughs> of like fucking wisdom or knowledge, which is not true. We just care too much about movies and it hurts to be alive, and so we talk about it. That's it. We're not we're not experts. We're barely educated. <laughs> barely. This is catharsis. Yeah. So just just follow along with us, and you'll understand what we're getting at here. Yeah, I don't know. So they're gonna do a glass onion though. That's pretty bleak. They're gonna do a retrospective of a French filmmaker that Netflix is paying for. Can you guess? Let me all right. Well <laughs> if you could guess a certain filmmaker from say let let's say the, the French New Wave who Netflix would sponsor, mm. who would that be? Left Bank. Ooh, you're getting very close. <laughs> just look good? at my devilish smile you know who it is i know i know i'll pronounce it correct correctly 
Agnes Verda. There you go. Mm. Old JR's buddy. <laughs> Fucking JR. <laughs> there will be a Viva Varda retrospective. That's the first one in France. Yeah. Uh, spoil- okay, here, trigger warning. I'm going to say something mean. All you cat ladies, pay attention. <laughs> Get your tickets to France. Viva Varda is happening. God damn it. And let us just say, just because we apparently have to have little footnotes nowadays, we don't have a problem with Agnes Varda. In fact, we quite like mm-hmm. Agnes Varda. Enormous fan. We might even be showing an Agnes Varda movie in our highs and lows series. One of the least loved ones. Right. But we do love the the like propping up her as this like master filmmaker, which I'm going to have to say I don't know if I agree with. I think Agnes Varda made some amazing shit. And it doesn't really matter. It's just funny that Agnes Varda is the one that always gets thrown out there because she has that funny haircut. Because she's cute. Yeah. And she's cute. She's so adorable. No, I think she, like, I I think of Varda, I always have, as, like, one of my favorite punk filmmakers. And I mean that in the, the highest of praise, though. But in the same yeah. way is that it's not about, it's not about a necessarily a handle of craft. It's about like a fucking wild energy that has to be let out. And she chose to do that through movies and we are very lucky for it, but it's not, I don't even see it. I don't see it as an insult. No, what she's doing, what she's doing is not about craft in my opinion. No, it's about, it's about energy and about, um, you know, not fucking giving a shit. (laughs) It was great. Yeah. Punk is an interesting way to describe her. I'd say she started as a punk, became a twee punk. Well, sure, sure. Yeah. Well, it's, I blame I blame Jr. for everything though. Jr.'s like that. Jr. is to like <laughs> what uh, what Letterbox did to the film community. Jr. did to <laughs> Anya Sabardo. <laughs> All right. Wow, we just had a revelation here. You are. <laughs> it really yeah, is. That's, a, that's how. That's how much that dude pisses me off. <laughs> Yeah, Godard, man, you are so right. Wherever you are in heaven, I would have fucking never answered that door either. No, oh, not no, hell no. He was probably behind the door, and he just didn't want to. <laughs> I imagine there were thousands upon thousands of times in his life where he was there when people tried to get a hold of him, and he pretended he was gone. He strikes me as that type for sure. And like, definitely you can see the shadow of his feet and he still just commits. <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah. There's like cigar smoke coming out from under the bottom. They're like, yeah. are you sure you're not home? And he's like, I'm not here. There is no one home. Please leave a message. Uh, yeah. He's like a child playing hide and seek. No one's here. <laughs> he's good. <with> her. Um, <laughs> okay. Those so are not shoes underneath the curtain. I don't know why I slipped into Austrian there, but that's okay. Yeah, that was weird, but I like where you went with that. Um, so moving off of Agnes Varda, let's not get another article written about us. So in the article, it says Netflix will contribute will contribute props, models, scripts, production design elements, costumes, and archival footage from Netflix films to the Cinematex collection. Great news. If you wanted to see like something from like the Fear Street movies next to uh, like something from Johnny Guitar, 
It's I hope there's a whole room that's just all the footage before they de-aged Robert De Niro and the Irishman. <laughs> like a universal riot. <laughs> well, that would be awesome. That I would, I would, I would no joke about wrong. But um, yeah. if there's like a like a like that Channing Tatum movie with Sandra Bullock that came out recently, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you can now see that the props from Zero de Conduit. Um, <laughs> so pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah wow. we we definitely That's love so bleak. damn very bleak bleak <laughs> stick to it let's see they uh oh, i guess they did fund the other side of the wind restoration i knew that one i mean it's cool look like i'm not i'm not mad and it's no new thing when monolithic evil people pay for shit that's not new but what but is Peter Thiel pays our bills and yeah, yeah yeah but what is happening again is like what happened to radio and television after our favorite Bill Clinton signed that wonderful telecommunications act and monopolized that world mm-hmm. so there's a terrifying battle to monopolize everything that happens in the film world between a couple superpowers and that that's not how it's been before so yeah it's a weird world now and that's why you need us because they're doing this like the mafia funding honestly thank you for saying that i <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a good person <laughs> yeah let's get some illegal prostitution and drug money fueling these movies again because well actually the mob were they were pretty insistent on no final cut they might be worse than the studio. I mean, they're kind of the same thing, but I mean, but still, but how many movies do they pay for that still turn out fucking great? Have you seen a little movie called Babylon, Will? Because uh, oh, the gangsters and the studio heads are not that different. You can't spoil it yet, and I know you're so mad at me. But here's what happened. Here's a peek behind the curtain, right? Yeah. So I woke up this morning early before I had to go to work. And I was like, perfect. I'm gonna I'm gonna start the movie at 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> then I'll finish Babylon, then I'll go see some dogs. It's gonna be great. I sit down to watch it and notice that it's <laughs> actually over three hours and that there's no way I could finish it before I went to the dogs. Yeah, that extra 35 minutes really threw you off. Yes, no, literally. <laughs> but I literally I made it for two hours and 30, but now you're adding less than an hour onto this movie? I can't. No, but I didn't, I didn't wait. Had I known, I would have woken up earlier. That's what I'm saying. I truly, I truly fucked up because I went to bed thinking it was two and a half hours long. Yeah, I would have got up an hour earlier and everything would have been fine. But as a result, but I promise for the next episode, <laughs> I will be ready. And it'll be good because we can... I'll watch that. We can both watch The Whale. I will finally watch everything, everywhere, you know, the opus. It's going to be a bleak episode. We might need to put something else in we'll put, We'll put, we'll finally, we'll finally talk about uh, Pacifiction. And on, yeah. And I'll put like two, I, I can't even, I don't get started. I'll get too excited. <laughs> All right. Look forward to that. Based off of what we just said, do we like Pacifiction <laughs> Do we like everything everywhere at once in Babylon? You guess you'll have to find out. 
find out behind the paywall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Three ninety nine a year. <laughs> Call me motherfuckers. Where our subscription is cheaper than shutters. <laughs> That's our new yeah. tagline. That's true. It really is, and uh, we we are gonna actually uh, earn our earn that fucking money this year, baby. We'll give you a little break from the news. What's our next show coming up that you put together, my dude? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's plug. Um, that's a good. That's a pretty good plug. Good plug. Yeah. So February twenty third. If you are in the Chicago area, and if you're not, come visit. But come on in. This is a once in a lifetime double feature. Well, not really a double feature, but it's a double. It's not our highs and lows, but it is something else. We are going to be, and this is the order of it. It's seven o'clock. Doors open. I need to look at the schedule. I think it's seven forty-five. The show <laughs> starts, and it is going to be the band Bitch and Bajas. Who, if you're an indie pitchfork loving aquarium drunkard reading motherfucker, you know this is a one of the hottest bands in the world right now. They're one of drag cities like, a, like star groups. Um, yeah, and just small aside. Only love to the Drag City crew, always and forever. They're the best. Always. always. Legends. Absolute fucking best. True legends over there. I mean, I probably don't have to say this because you probably know who they are. You're probably one of these cool motherfuckers who's like, I got old. not lame like me. When John texted me, I was like, well, I'm excited about the movie, but what the fuck is that? (laughs) Yeah, Will likes speed metal. Um, (laughs) Uh, That's actually one of the few things I don't like in the world of metal. Oh, that's right. You like Skinny Puppy. Stop um, it. <laughs> so I like mortician. Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. Will likes the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was trying to say. And Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix. Yep. Most of his shirts are from Target. They're all like Woodstock. <laughs> yeah. I just really, I really turns me on a corporate reprint. me too me too i'm a classic rock guy i love classic rock he's got the whole line of cheap trick shirts from target (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm just kind of a classic rock guy like getting the guitar (laughs) out strumming along anyway this is a horrible plug so (laughs) bitch and bajas are going to be playing a live exclusive show in the city of chicago in relation to what well this is cool because there's still tickets on sale they're kind of flying right now so Get your tickets just to see that. And then after they play, you think, well, this was cool because this was an early show. I, and I get to get home at a nice hour. You can. You can go home if you want. But also, as we like to do, we give you a little something extra. You're paying for one thing. In fact, you're paying for a very cheap Bitch and Baja show. But you get something else. And that is the movie Space is the Place. Mm-hmm. A film starring... Sun Ra and his orchestra. And the tie-in there is that Bitchin Bajas did an album called Switched on Raw. And they're going to play some selections from that at the show. But Space is the Place. Unfortunately, we don't have the print. That was a real track down where I had to call um, a find someone's number. Wait, did it wait, did it disappear? So here's I've shown that print. What happened? Uh, Janice bought the rights to it. I knew. I mean, I knew that, but but they're putting. You have to beep it just because people. Yeah, you're right. Just okay. in case. 
Good call. Good call. <laughs> no, we can't. No, no. The few, the few random industry things we are privy to, we we can no longer. <laughs> Damn. You motherfuckers put so much of a spotlight on us now. I can't get away <laughs> with this shit. All right. Well, yes, we're going to have the first look of that before it appears elsewhere. So it's a brand new restoration. It's a premiere. You've never seen it look like this. So that's the best we could do as compared to not well, sure. It'll still, still be great. And this movie, if you've never, um, if you never dove into what thankfully has now become borderline a household name in the world of movie watching stuff if you never dove into the world of afrofuturist movies or music or literature or any of it there is not there's probably nothing better to wet your whistle and really get you excited to keep going absolutely and not the kendrick lamar route <laughs> anyway yeah afrofuturism stuff that shit rocks uh yeah oh it's, yeah, a, it's just it. and especially if you've never seen it it'll melt your fucking skull <laughs> It will, if it's not already melted by the Bajas and their performance. So, yep. Which now I did listen to after you told me about it. <laughs> it, is, it will be great. <laughs> will can be there, but Will's going to not do much talking. Will's going to be up there for the eye candy. Yeah, I'll just be there with my shirt off inexplicably. Yeah. Now that Will's invited me to some of his, I was kind enough to throw our, our collective <laughs> name on it. But uh, you know that's okay. I just love. Don't returning. lie. I'm. You're just. You just don't want to admit that I gave you this idea. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> don't worry about it. We gotta yeah, do more. To we gotta when, is, when is that show? I genuinely. I also don't know. I should pay attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Will is definitely a part of this, folks. Um, <laughs> See you there. <laughs> yeah, February twenty third at seven. That's when the doors open. So. Mm-hmm. Get those tickets because they are going to fly very soon. Well, probably by the time this comes out, Drag City will be promoting the fuck out of it. So once they do that, it's over. This isn't like in the past where we, again, pretended anyone was listening and lied about our highs and lows ticket numbers so that hopefully you guys would rush out. And you did. Yeah. But this one's not a lie. <laughs> this one's not a lie. You might lose a spot in this. We had to do that last season because we put some rough ones in front of you. And let's say we le- while we're making announcements, we learned from last season. And- we learned, but also we learned about the the heads, the heads in Chicago. We see you, and we saw you at all of those because you came to all of them. And you won't when we're when we're astronomical superstars, you won't be forgotten. You won. We'll go hard again. Not saying that what's coming up isn't hard, but they'll probably we'll probably sell more tickets. <laughs> so. we're, well, we're look. There's, you know what? One more time. There's room for nuance and everything, including highs and lows. So we're checking out the other side of it for a minute. That's right. Oh shit! We can talk about this now. Well, maybe just a little bit. But if you're uh, if you're at the music box to see. Yep. Something maybe or just to buy a popcorn. Maybe just there to buy popcorn, and you take a look behind the concession stand. Should we tell them what they'll see, or should we just leave it there? No, we'll leave it there. There's some, there's something there. It's not officially announced yet, but you can you can go see it. And we've already been, you know, I mean, what? Let's see. Let's check the number. Yeah, yeah. thirteen thousand tags. From folks who have seen it already, <laughs> but let's just say you're one of these longtime listeners, 
You probably know <laughs> you what could we're be talking. the first. You you could probably be know what we're talking about. But, but it is uh, it is finally announced via a chocolate. And we'll just leave it there because if you go see a movie soon, I think in like about a week, you're going to see something. Well, teaserino. For something that I'm, we're still kind of amazed we got off the ground. <laughs> I don't think we'll realize it till that first night. So that's good. Oh boy. And if, oh, I want, this is so hard. I want to tell you what it's going to be. That first night is going to, I'll say this. When those tickets go up, that first night is going to be gone within 72 hours. So fast, you'll be like, oh my God, shit. This is like that time I didn't get the bitch in Bajas and Sun Ra Space of the Place tickets. I better hop on it. Again, exactly. Because this is also a non-bullshit one. (laughs) (laughs) If I could tell you who we were what we were doing that first night we're, we're doing something that shockingly has a, a a cooked in amount of success don't worry again as you listen you guys know we're we're spinning it our own way very much and hopefully presenting it in a way that no one else has yep, but nice. but we are doing the rare thing where we're showing some stuff that automatically at least some people will come to absolutely <laughs> We're stoked. So probably in the next show we can actually like talk about it. But again, and maybe if, if we, if, you know, if, if everything's okay, maybe some of those people will do stuff with <laughs> come back on and join us one more time. Maybe <laughs> they might, I think we'll redeem ourselves with this. So, uh, and it'll lead into a very, uh, highly anticipated season of highs and lows, which, it will rock. So anyway, yeah, and we won't we won't spoil this news, especially too, because that would be stupid. Because nothing is official yet. But also, let's just say that if all goes well, we might not have to lie about tickets moving at a decent rate for future. <laughs> Some of the stuff because of a a new friend. Yes, a new friend who a new friend of all maybe is interested in it and said, you know what. We have more friends than you. We're going to tell them about it, too. <laughs> Rocky start, but I think things are going to end up pretty well for us at the end of this year. I think, yeah. And I think, honestly, a great start. I think it needs to be that way. It's good. I agree. With Again, you got to see the heads. You got to meet the people who are like, wow, I fucking live for this. I love it. I'll see you the next one. Didn't even look what it was yet. I know. Isn't it so glad that journalists have gone to shit? <laughs> All right, moving on. So the next thing we're going to talk about is something that I guess is probably, I, I thought this would be good, and then I think it's already started to get reversed. Oh. As we talked about earlier, Netflix, they um, they also did a thing where they were like, you can't, oh, yeah. you can't use passwords anymore or something. <laughs> they folded on that pretty quickly. Yeah, of course, because everyone, even the normies, were like, y'all don't have enough to offer. Okay. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> That's true. Even the like really? people with the most stale taste. Yeah. Netflix is a dry well for Well, this. that's what that was the gift as far as for art of the pandemic was people who previously didn't care and were totally fine with canned like canned shit being fed straight to them all of a sudden aren't and are interested in weirder stuff. That's I mean that's the only reason. Yeah. 
so many of the weirder like horror shows have done well even like again not huge success but highs and lows stuff like people are people are hungry for something different because they were like wait a minute i'm stuck inside for a year and this is what you guys had to offer me i see the pandemic birthed this problem so if you have a problem with us it's the fault of the pandemic (laughs) (laughs) the other thing the fault of dr fauci Yes, it is because he's fucking all those dogs, and yeah, he created it with dog stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he and the entire nation of China yeah. conspired. <laughs> yeah, for sure, that's how it happened. Just like, yeah, in, and I mean the whole all of China, oh, that, everybody, just like every, in Contagion, every person on a bike, every old woman <laughs> playing mahjong. Um. <laughs> Oh, just real quick on the China thing. Apparently, this is a rumor, but I've heard it that it's it's done. Apparently, Johnny Toe has actually completed election three. No, no. Nah. I know. I didn't want to believe it either. Don't say that shit to me. Well, maybe that. Okay. Well, the timing because they did just. Um, I can't remember what company it is because it's one of those random ones that doesn't do a lot. But they did just announce that beautiful looking election one and two box set chameleon huh chameleon yeah yeah yeah. that's right but yeah. they they did just announce that and that was also a long time coming hmm uh, yeah. i have to pretend though that i don't i didn't even hear this because mm, makes me nervous i know i know but oh, like you, i know but like you said there's a new blu-ray of election one and two out they also put out uh, two other masterpieces from Johnny Toe, Breaking News and Exiled. Oh. Um, oh. Th- you all might get a chance for some Hong Kong cinema soon. We're, yeah. we're also if you're on. not a if you're not a Toe head like us yeah. and you haven't dove into that world, Exiled's a great place to immediately whiplash you into going, "Who the fuck is this?" Well, I would say watch the mission first and then go. Well, out. sure, and sure. that's a great entryway. Just don't watch Drug War first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that movie. <laughs> that's it's atypical. Oh, it's great, but it's a yeah. yeah. It it it, uh, it benefits from uh, having a basement built already <laughs> of <Uh-oh>. total love. <laughs> so there we are. We're praising one person in China. That's pretty good for us. <laughs> Johnny Toe had nothing to do with COVID. Don't fold on this. Like we're Netflix. You said everyone in China is responsible for this. Well, but he was out of town. Hong Kong became part of China. Do you remember when that happened? In well, that doesn't count, though, because I was going to say he hopped over to hang out with his buds in Hong Kong to be like, guys, I'm so sorry. This all sucks. And then the biggest hater of Hong Kong, Jackie Chan, went back and started COVID. That checks <laughs> That's out. the tea. All right, let's connect the dots. We heard this week that Jackie Chan told Michelle Yeoh that he was supposed to be in it. Yeah. Everyone loud and extremely close. And he was going to be the the main character in that. Uh-huh. And he wasn't. Uh-uh. Which is funny because I love everyone talking about these fucking douchebags. The true douchebags of the left. The Daniels. The damn Daniels. They... They like, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's Michelle. Because the movie sucks, but Michelle Yeoh rocks in it, right? But everyone oh, loves Michelle Yeoh rocks in everything, but that's not new news also. Let's stop pretending that. Exactly. 
Watch Yes Madam if you want to watch. Just watch anything. She's always fucking ruled. Yes. And, you know, the one thing when I've been told I'm a bad person for not liking the movie, they're like, well, what about the performers? I'm like, yeah, well, fuck off. The performers are amazing, of course. Except Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, she's throwing the towel when she started doing the ads for Halloween on Housewives in the reunions. So let's just let that lie. We don't need to reopen that, but you're right. No. But are people are people pretending that this is the first time and again I haven't seen it yet, so we'll see. Maybe I'll surprise you and you'll kill me and I will like it. Who knows? But is this the first time there have been great performances from great fucking people in a movie that sucks? Exactly. What? I mean, this is why we're here. We're trying to straighten your heads out. It's okay to be like, yeah, listen, it's okay to like anything right except this movie but it's <laughs> but like michelle yo yeah she rocks she's gonna rock in anything but yeah. these daniels originally reached out to jackie one of the biggest pieces of shit in recent hong or chinese history oh dude, a true a, a, like a, a true demon honestly yeah, a true demon and, and, I, and as a, I of course again you know i'm a huge fan of a lot of his work absolutely his I just watched The Protector Hung. the other night, his James oh. Lickenhouse film. Yeah. Dude, his work with Sammo Hung is like some of the strongest comedy action stuff that exists, as far yeah. as I'm aware. You know? That being but, said. But that doesn't mean he's not a fucking monster of a human being. Yeah. So he like truly has a hand in the things that have happened to Hong Kong. He is, he is that powerful, just to be clear. It's not, this isn't just like somebody, spe- this isn't like when a. Uh, What's her fucking name? When like Vanessa Hudgens like got in trouble on uh fucking TikTok for like saying the you know yes weird and upsetting COVID things that she did, but it's not the same as that because that was just a fool person in a rich tower going off. Jackie Chan has literal effect and control, so let's just yeah. be clear about that. He has he is a big reason for what has happened in Hong Kong throughout. And life. One, yeah, and one day when you start paying us, we will actually—I will actually pin oh. down the research with Will for the thing we've talked about since day one, which would be our China episode. <laughs> but it's just too much work to organize that stuff, and since we're doing this for free and taking your shit in the press, we don't really have. Uh, uh, it's not even, not even my not getting paid. I just have to. I just am at. We're, I'm just at work too much. To yeah. real, real research <laughs> we gotta we gotta keep the lights on so if you yep. want to uh well as you can see it's dim in this room i'm standing right now yeah you'll see there's an empty shell of blu-rays here that i haven't been able to purchase <laughs> so, and look yeah that that the shelf right above it is leaning there's a gap way. there there's a gap there's a gap where there could be knowledge <laughs> yeah, i could i could be buying movies that i'll and putting that I will steal and then watch. Yeah, I know you need to steal some more. You fuck. How did you not get through all of that the last time you had it? No, I did. I didn't rip the features. I ripped the well. I ripped the features. I didn't rip the special features. You are so problematic. Like, yup. <laughs> okay, let's just try to figure out where we were. Yeah, I'll make you love me again. This is the poster that will go up. Later today. Okay, that rocks. Here we go. 
I do love that. I like a jump back as I pull up a, any Umberto Lindsay Palizio Tetsu movie poster and then he likes me again. That's true. That is literally <laughs> how you get in my pants. <laughs> if I see Thomas yeah. Million with a gun, yeah. I'm in. Yep. in you. I'm in you. Uh, so, um, uh, oh yeah, the, the, the damn Daniels. Did you see them um, in the Criterion closet? No, I haven't watched it yet because I truly, I'm truly trying as best I possibly can to come in to this movie with no pretense. Well, let's just say when they were in the Criterion closet, they're. Picking- I bet they like. Did they pretend they were the first people who loved Repo Man or something? No, but weirdly, I think they did pick Repo. I, I have to look again what they picked, but here's the one that is really cool. <laughs> One of these douchebags who, let's be honest, tries to dress like me. This motherfucker's out here jacking my style. He's wearing fucking camo. He's shaving his head. But who's who should be embarrassed about that? Him or you? Him. Maybe both. He's from fucking, like, prep school New York. I'm from Kansas. <laughs> Suck my dick, Daniel. <laughs> you were in the closet, and you picked out Malcolm X by Spike Lee, and you looked at it, and you said to the camera... This is, I think, one of the best crime sagas ever. And I just watched it a week ago. This is one of the greatest crime films ever. Now, maybe you were, conf- maybe you thought you picked up Inside Man. I'm not Which sure. Dope, yeah. But not, Malcolm X is Malcolm X the greatest crime story ever? Maybe That's the a- part about the FBI, which is takes up about... 15 to 20 minutes of the movie of a of a pretty lengthy movie yeah well what is your what are your thoughts on that is that your favorite crime movie next to like heat yeah that's that should have been a, a really embarrassing thing to watch back and assuming at this point they've watched it back and that crime saga does he think it's american gangster this is i truly think he thinks it's inside man he must or like I'm clockers. trying to think of even I'm trying to think know. of even Denzel movies where the like because admittedly you know obviously we both love that movie but that's not you know maybe not Criterion's strongest cover art work but I'm trying to think of other Denzel movies where he shares a similar getup as what's used on the cover of that and it's not Inside Man. I like to think that he's like I really. Uh... Listen, I really like this movie, Malcolm X. The scene where he says uh, to Ethan Hawke, "Do you like to get wet?" <laughs> uh, it's really, it's really nerve wracking. It makes me want to make movies. Take oh. your camo off. You don't know how to hunt. You don't have the heart to kill an animal in cold blood. I don't either. But at least I did it once, and it like fucked me up mentally. Oh yeah, <laughs> in our, in our same story. <laughs> We'll save that whole saga for another episode. Right. Yours is for a Patreon. Uh, yeah. Um, Yours is like in uh, Faulkner's Go Down Moses when the, <laughs> when the yeah. kid kills yeah. his first deer and like he is told to like dip his hands in it and rub the warm blood on his face. That's yours. <laughs> yeah, that is actually. Don't mention we listen, we or read Faulkner, okay? We're, we're stupid. No, I read it. I, 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 Cliff noted it. Yeah, Cliff noted it, right. <laughs> like Cliff Martinez. <laughs> See, there we go. That was a stupid thing to say, and that's that's what we are. We're dumb. Yeah. 
we know not what we do except we when collectively a stupid thing to say yes we only use our intelligence to program yeah yeah that's it and right yeah. that's it well you maybe fine you, maybe. you i i i vomit stuff from a, a cesspool that has potential somewhere deep within it and you are somehow able to like it's like when someone vomits and you're like i know i know those pills weren't digested yet i'm gonna get them out of there you're able to pull the uh pills out of the puke who does that pills out of puke to do I would. No, I would have though. I definitely would have at a point in my life, for sure. You sick bitch. Yeah, you Given the opportunity, I definitely would have. None you, of my friends were also losers. They didn't you fucking up. freak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like that. It's been um, a weird. It's been a weird week. Okay, my head's yeah. weird. <laughs> I don't people. know why that's what came out. Yeah, we see. This is why I'm the writer of the group. <laughs> Will's the hunter and gatherer, and I'm the writer and dreamer. Yeah, I'm good at that. What's next in the news? So here we go. We're going to pop into the thing that we started to talk about probably 30 minutes ago. What was it? Remember when I was making the comparison to Netflix? Oh, shit, yeah. Um, AMC Theaters is going to change their movie ticket prices based on seat location. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, so here's a, it's a very short article. I just want to read it real quick. So this comes via Variety from Rebecca Rubin. Mm, how'd you get that job? <laughs> At your next visit to AMC theaters, getting a prime seat. Stop! Stop laughing. Keep going. Um. Okay, here we go. The country's largest exhibition chain is rolling out Sightline at AMC, a ticket pricing initiative based on seat location within the auditorium. Similar to music concerts, sporting events, or Broadway, moviegoers will have the option to pay more or less for admission depending on where they choose to sit in the venue. In effect, front row seats will be available at a lower price. Hell yeah. While seats in the middle of the theater will be available at a higher price. The initiative kicks off Friday. That's tomorrow, or probably today when this airs. <laughs> at select AMC locations in New York, Chicago, whoop, whoop, and my whoop. hometown, Kansas City. All right. See, look at that. It's nice that they're being inclusive, and it's not just a coastal rollout. I appreciate that. Well, you want to inform, motherfucker, the headquarters <laughs> for AMC are in Kansas City. So... <laughs> I actually knew the kid who his dad ran AMC. He was like one of the heads, like people at AMC. And he and why isn't he paying us? Well, I'll get to that. This guy, um, his son, this is a kid who would like walk around school putting Elmer's glue in his hair into Liberty Spikes and being like, Yeah, I listen to the casualties. Yes. Yes. He was a fucking dumbass, like truly one of the dumbest rich kid beyond belief. As soon well, as high school, it's so rare that casualties fans were not rich kids. As soon as high school ended and he didn't have a, a you know, an audience anymore, he actually uh, became. He took on the role of wearing Carhartts and playing acoustic country music. 
<laughs> oh, and had a drinking problem, went into the army, may or may not have killed someone in the army, and now I don't know what's happened to him. Now he's in a uh, four non-blondes cover band. He might be. A, he, yeah, he dresses as a, a, a 1993 Seattle lesbian. He's the tap dancer in Tilly and the Walls re- coming <laughs> coming out. Re- oh, shit. Yeah, they're coming back at Primavera. Or shit. No, I don't know. I'm just, I just I like thinking totally, of this guy. Being I forgot they existed. Whoa. Yeah, me too. But something about thinking of this kid brought some memories from... 2006 to my mind i hope he's listening uh sam wait is that him that's his name that's his name i hope people dox him it wasn't i mean she probably had a horrible time but i was trying to like be sexy (laughs) so you have to be all that except his name okay (laughs) Well, I won't put it this way. Let's just, all right, I'll beep most of that. But my revenge was sleeping with. (laughs) That's very early 2000s comedy of you. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So, and I was probably awful at it. So, that, you know, revenge has been served. (laughs) Going back to this article what do you think about that so it's not not a big deal for me i um it's in a file i don't i i i have it's hard for me not to sit with a touching a wall <laughs> so, <laughs> my preferred seat at music box is that one when you come in the first door because you get a wall on your right shoulder and a wall to your back um, but I'm not the only one. There are a lot of uh, a lot of people who have trouble with people being behind them. <laughs> they come to the music box, so it's a it's a prized seat. Um, when I was when I was uh, younger and my brain hadn't betrayed me fully yet, I was front row all the way, always, forever. So my I I think I I objectively I know that that's the that's what is correct, but. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta sit in the back. I, I like the back. I mean, the back's where you can fool around, you know. Well, no, but I'm lame. I don't like that either because I'm like, let me watch the movie, bro. See, I, I fool around through my favorite movies. No, I can't. I like to combine things. It's like peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> I like to have both. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, me too. But I'm too. I can't do it. No one knows anything about us. I love this show. We we just say things, and it's great. Little do they know we're both allergic to peanut butter and chocolate. That's actually how we met at a support group. And sex. <laughs> it just, uh, it's revolting. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. Never, never liked it, to be honest. You know, um, I think about it, icky. Yeah, it's just, it's, I don't know, it takes a lot of time and energy. and That's not what I've heard. You know. <laughs> you did it. It's been a minute since you threw me that slow of a pitch. Fuck. <laughs> See, we've fallen off. We had to deal with other shit, real world problems, setting up something really good for you all, and I've slowed down. 
This guy getting all the charge because he's being called out in the paper for being a piece of shit, and now he's ready to go. He's so. It's because that's that's that. I'll beep that. We don't need people looking through the internet archives. Oh, that's fine. Right. We've we've left enough breadcrumbs throughout this entire show that you could probably, if you really want to dig into Will's past, you can. See, oh yeah, it's good. It's good out there. I'm a good. That's I'm the a... best part is you're not really problematic, but you have adjacency to problematic situations, which is you're just you're like Forrest Gump. You didn't mean to be there. You just got kind of stuck there. I know not what I do, Jenny. <laughs> And like Forrest Gump, you constantly bother black women at bus stops about their shoes. <laughs> <That's so specific. laughs> um, what else do we have to talk about? Um <laughs> Um, okay, I've got I've got one more. One more. Okay, here, let's hear it. <laughs> one more. No, I was saying I've got one more news story. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm saying let's hear it. <laughs> oh, I don't have one. Oh, I thought you had one. <laughs> I'm saying well, I, I have I have capability. For <laughs> <laughs> okay, then uh, let's see. I have nothing. Uh, I I don't know. Um, I don't know. There was something. Okay. <laughs> This isn't really a news story. I just had a good laugh from it. Um, some critic named Nora Dominic, clearly a critic who takes money from Marvel. I guess the embargo lifted on um, the new Ant-Man movie. Sick. Anyway, there's a picture of Jonathan. There's just a picture of Jonathan Majors just standing like solid oh, yeah. like that. And it's I sent you this, yeah. And then it says Jonathan Majors is a force in Ant-Man and the Wasp's Quantumania. He's compelling, chilling, and already giving a top-notch performance. I love the complexity. He brings the Kang with a literally a single look. MCU really won with this casting. Everyone, please look it up. That's, that's this the is image. the image. This is yeah. the image on Spotify. <laughs> I just... I sent that to so many people. I'm like, the look. Just look how he looks. That's that's a that's a great actor. Um, that's where I'm told actually that Charlotte Rampling was a time traveler, and that's where she learned to act was from that look. And she took it back with her and was like, "All right, I'm ready for the night, Porter Caviani. Let's go. <laughs> I've got the look down." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, we'll end with one more piece of real news here. Um, this is fresh off the press. Ouch. Elle Magazine has run an interview with the former head of Paramount, Barry Diller. That's a funny name. <laughs> Very funny name. Uh, Barry Diller. You bet I have. I don't know. Uh, the Okay, so his quote is, the Oscars are over and the movie business is finished. Well, I guess we can wrap up here. No, everyone will be sad. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's over, so we have nothing left to do. I mean, they're 
if things get good in movies again, this show ends. <laughs> I don't think we have to worry. Yeah, well, it's over. So he Diller says on the Oscars, it's an antiquity. All award season ceremonies were based on this uh, hierarchical process of a movie theater going of a movie going to a theater, building up some word of mouth if it, if it was successful, having that word of mouth carry itself over. This path no longer exists. It disappeared a while ago. The Oscars are no longer a national audience worth its candle because that audience is no longer is interested. It should be a ceremony for the industry and not for the consumers. Well, the snake's eating its own tail because now uh, a ceremony that was started to not pay workers, you can, uh, it's back to the industry. It should no longer be a thing on TV anymore. This is also coming from a guy who's no longer the head of Paramount. Yeah. Because he also says, I used to be in the movie business where you made something really because you cared about it. Is that? Yeah, a lot of, I think most studio heads, that's why they did that. (laughs) Yeah, let's see what Barry Diller did. Wow, this guy definitely looks like he worked in Hollywood. (laughs) Where'd I have to look too? How do I, is it just like it sounds? But yeah, but he also looks like a more fucked up Ernest Borgnine. Damn. I'll beep this, but. <laughs> beep that fully, unlike beep. what you usually do. It is beeped. <laughs> Wait, is this, a, is it, okay. Yeah. Damn, this dude's worked. Yeah. 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 So he, let's see what he oversaw. He was, oh, he produced Laverne and Shirley. You know, shout out, uh, Cindy Williams just died. And I spent Thanksgiving with Cindy Williams once. She was good friends with my uncle. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. She was lovely. We talked about. um, Did you not tell me this? There's a lot. I'm a a complex mystery, buddy. I I give you little presents every year. That's insane. Did you ask her about the killing kind for me, even though you didn't know me yet? No, I did ask about that, so I kind of did ask for you. We talked a lot about Robert uh, Roger Corman. We talked oh, a lot about man. the conversation. Oh, my God. That's insane. Yeah, she was so sweet. She was one of the nicest people. When my uncle died, um, he died kind of suddenly. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, made this big thing on her social media, someone to take care of his cats because he had all these cats. She was such a sweetheart. This is a moment of sincerity. Uh, rest in peace, Cindy. You were so nice to me and my family. Yep. So anyway, this guy did that. So we're not going to rake him over the coals just yet. Movies he did though: Saturday Night Fever, Grease, yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, Terms of Endearment, Beverly Hills Cop. All right. All right, All right Mr. Diller. I still think your article silly, but I uh, might have a the creeping sense of suspect. It's amazing that this guy's still alive. Is what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> he looks pretty old. I'm reading this and I'm like, uh, R.I.P. And it's like, wait, no, never mind. He's not dead. He's married no. to some uh, Belgian fashion designer. Classic. <laughs> I'm getting deep into this. Um, ooh. The Dillerverse. Some photos of her and Michelle Obama. <laughs> oh, and one of her and Ghislaine Maxwell. 
Oh, here we go. See it no, always. That's fake, that's fake but it exists. It, it, it's real. I was kidding, but it's it's actually out there. Well, yeah, she, we always we always find our way back to the truth. Well, she does have some very interesting fins, friends. Uh, she's friends with the heiress to Fiat, which does have an actual. That's why I said uh, Glenn. Uh-huh. So I would say that there's a photo of her. Oh, okay. Well, that's another one. We actually do our research and will be, be disappeared by the powers that be that's when right. we actually do put the, the real web out there. <laughs> How much further it really does go. Whoa, there's a whole thing. Damn, this guy might be like bi too. Oh, well, yeah, for sure. Michael Eisner characterized Diller as a closeted homosexual. Well, he's from that era, man. He was, like, hanging with Rock Hudson and shit, I bet, before he... Because he said, right, they said, like, he dropped out of UCLA or whichever one and worked in the mailroom at William Morris. He was hanging with... He was probably hanging with... Where was it? Outside of LA? What's that place? That fucking hotel. He was probably, like, the, like, middle of nowhere one where they had the, like, trailers and shit. Oh, my God. Wait, do you not know about this? Terry Grant went there for his rendezvous with dudes. And like, oh my God, so many of them cover it. They cover it in the um, Montgomery Clift most recent doc, which isn't uh, great, but they cover that stuff because that's where because Montgomery Clift, Liz Taylor would drop them off there to get yeah. it run through. <laughs> oh, there's there's my boy. I'm back. <laughs> So this guy was actually, this is kind of interesting. This guy, this is why this show's fun. Sometimes we're learning as we go along. This guy, is, this guy is responsible for mentoring Michael Eisner, who fucking outed you. What a piece of shit. That sounds like an Eisner move, though. That is an Eisner move. Jeffrey Katzenberg, your favorite. Oh, yep. Uh, Don Simpson, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> A guy who overdosed uh, in his system. What was it? It was like cocaine, Valium, and like morphine were all in his system. (laughs) Which is amazing. I I truly hope, even when like a a genuinely bit bad, like really bad person dies that way with that kind of combo, I do at least hope for them that they got to feel like 30 seconds of what it was like when all that hit at the same time. Because I bet... Truly, motherfucker was a sun rising over the horizon. Literally, the sun rising. Not felt like they were seeing it. They were the actual sun. I mean, can you imagine? He's probably surrounded by, like, Jeffrey Katzenberg, David Geffen, a host of underage (laughs) prostitutes. He's feeling... And then it all came crashing down. Then, pop. Yeah, James Tobox over here being like, hey, you should call <laughs> and, uh, and then he died. <laughs> That's here, You know what? We're going to end it there because you come to this show for the real Hollywood Babylon. That's right. That's what this is. There it is. We're puking. We're farting. We're pissing on each other. We're fucking weird freaks. That's our shit. The truth. The truth of Hollywood. It's always been that way. Always will be. That's right. Damien Chazelle, you fucking nerd. <laughs> You're kind of like the kid with the Liberty Spikes. I'm not going to lie. That's your vibe. Yeah, Damien. and that's really, even though I haven't seen this one based on the others, that's so true. 
you're gonna you know I, like i'm embarrassingly i was a i was a because we care about you guys i admit shit like this to live on forever uh i was an enormous fan and loud and proud uh champion of his first movie guy and madeline on a park bench uh would be yeah it would be which in retrospect is as is like if you took <laughs> if you took uh if you let someone have at a, a an editing station that had never seen a french and wave movie and hated them anyway but you force them to cut a movie together while john cassavetti's movies were playing audio only into your ears at an extreme volume um that's what that movie's like that's and so accurate. And I couldn't mean it in a more hopefully insulting way. It's so bad. I loved I get why I loved it then. It was I was early in my movie journey, you know, and it and it, it was a good, I will say it's what I put in the category of gateway movies that led to a lot of beautiful, beautiful things. So I I'm not mad at him for that one. That was an earnest movie, even though he already earnestly showed that he had Liberty Springs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I would I would kind of characterize Babylon in a very similar way because Babylon should probably come out in like 2005. Yeah. Well, that's kind of all his shit, right? Like, yeah. Flash would have been sick in 96. This guy Uh, clearly just saw that documentary Scorsese did about the history of cinema, American (laughs) cinema, and then tried to make a movie that was in his mind going to go harder than Wolf of Wall Street while forgetting that he might have written the script based off of major plot points in Boogie Nights. And at the same time, he's trying to be Baz Luhrmann. Oof. It's rough. It's rough. I stepped through the whole thing. Because you know I don't give up. If it sucks, I'm going to stick through. That's right. Which brings us to After Sun. I'm just kidding. We're not going to get to that today. We're not doing that today. We got to, we'll save it, saving that. Special, special sauce. We have to get people to like us again before we talk about After Right. What movies have we liked? There's lots. We're gonna do that. Remember, because we're saving, we're saving Albert Sarah's for oh, next yeah. time. Yeah. Oh yeah, we like one movie. We did that. To, yeah, everyone should like that movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I on that note, movie. yeah. I think uh, I think we've made our point. We've said our sorries. Yep. We've uh, we've gotten back on board with our ship here, and we're gonna we're gonna try to come back at a regular schedule, folks, because uh, we got a lot to lead up to here. We also know Oscar season's around the corner, so we gotta we're gonna keep it going. Hopefully, some of you will come with us. Yeah, we're not going to talk about our recent uh, brush-ups in the media anymore. That's, That's it. It's done forever. We, as we said, we, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it's this is we're get, we're we're getting back on board here. So everything from here on out is just going to be leading us up to the the mother of freaking Oscars. So. Yep. We're, we got you. We're going to live up to the name of the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to to catch them all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to refrain from the joke I was going to make there. Uh, on that note, <laughs> goodbye, everyone.
Goodbye, friends. <laughs>